0: God wants the throne of our hearts. That's what he's after. He created us. He created us to function in a way that the only way that we can truly function, that we can truly live, is when he holds that throne. But there are many other things in this life that are fighting for the right to the throne of our heart. We have our flesh. It's fighting for it. Not only our flesh, but we have a world around us. And when I say a world around us, what I mean is, I mean a system of beliefs that is held by the people that we live with. And if you've ever been out of this culture right here, you'll see this. If you go to a, another state, um, that, that has a different culture, especially if you go to another country. It's amazing how an entire group of people, I mean thousands and even millions, will hold things as absolute truth that are totally different than everything that you've been taught and believed all your life. And it's amazing to see it, because what it does is it opens up your eyes to the fact that anything can be believed. I mean, anything. There, there is nothing that's off the table when you go to other cultures. Eating people. How crazy is that? Well, guess what? In certain cultures, that's okay. That's insane, right? But there are plenty of other cultures that look at the culture that we live in right here and say, that's crazy. So how do we know what is true? The only way that we know what is true is by what God tells us. But here's what I want to talk about this morning. It is no easy task to really take what God says and say, this is going to be truth, and not what I have been taught all of my life. Like, it is really hard. And even though all of us here have maybe grown up in similar cultures, there's still like many cultures all around. And so, we all have different battles. Um, One of the battles that I've had is different than one that maybe some of you have had. As many of you know, I was raised up in the LDS, Mormonism. And with that, what has come is a belief that I must earn my salvation. Because that's what I was taught. You work for it. Now, as I began to read the word, what I discovered was that is false. But hear this, it has taken me decades, decades of preaching grace to really get my heart to buy into that. Because all my growing up years, my foundational years, I was taught, you earn it, you work for it. And so even as I would preach grace, I would live in such a way that my heart truly believed I had earn it. Now, some of you, that's not the case. Some of you have actually been brought up in the opposite environments where you think grace is doing whatever you want. As long as you say a prayer to Jesus, you're good. And that's not the word. But you know what? If you are going to buy into that in your heart, if you grew up around people that taught you that, that lived it out, you're going to have to immerse yourself in this Word. And even when your feelings betray what this Word says, you're going to have to come back and you're going to have to say, no, I'm going along with the Word. You know, another thing that I was raised up, and these are church culture things that I'm talking about, but I was also raised up partly in a Christian church, I attended a Christian church in the evenings with my mother. And one of the things that I was taught there is that certain spiritual gifts no longer exist. But as I began to study the Word, I'm like, I don't find that. I don't find that at all. And so what I began to do is to replace what I had been taught all of my life with the truth. But let me tell you this. When I would be around certain gifts that were being exercised, you know, like we talked about um, the Holy Spirit as we were singing, we talked about the Holy Spirit moving in people to speak in languages they don't know. Scripture talks about that. When I would be around those things, or maybe when somebody is speaking out a word from the Lord that it could only come from the Lord, they couldn't know it. Even though I knew what God's Word said, inside I had to fight (laughs) Because like inside, I'm like cringing. I'm like, mm, mm, mm. because I'd been taught all my life. That's bad. That's of the devil. Well, wait, but the word doesn't say it. It doesn't matter. All the people that you grew up with, the people that you loved, that, that you would have given your life for, that you worked alongside, that you sweated alongside, these people held to that. And so inside, I'm just, I'm cringing. I'm like, <clears throat> it's hard. Now, we don't always buy into everything that our culture says. You know, I grew up in a culture when, when I was a um, teenager and all that. It was racist. The culture I grew up in was racist. But for some reason, I, I never bought into that. <laughs> for whatever reason, I just thought, that's totally dumb. <laughs> and my heart never bought into that. So it's not that we buy into everything that is around us, but there are certain things that we buy into, and when we buy into them, getting rid of them is really hard. I want to look at an example in Scripture today of that very thing, of someone that if you read Scripture, you have a whole lot of respect for, but this person battled with that very thing. And I want to apologize to those in my life group because we're looking at a scripture that we looked at this very week. But it applies and I really felt like the Lord was saying, I want to go deeper into this. So the scripture that we're going to look at is Galatians chapter 2 beginning in verse 11. This is a letter that was written by the Apostle Paul to the churches in Galatia. But what you're going to hear about here is he's going to be talking about the Apostle Peter. The Apostle Peter. And if you've read the Word, you saw that early on, before the Holy Spirit came, Peter was a mess. He made a lot of mistakes and so on. But this is after he's been filled with the Spirit. This is after he's, you know preached and seen thousands come to the Lord. He's seen the Holy Spirit move. He's seen the dead come back to life. He's seen it all. And after all of that, what you're about to read is that Peter fell into cultural stuff. Cultural stuff that came up against God and Peter chose culture and said this is truth over God. And he had to be confronted. And it's important for you to know that because you need to know the battle that's going to be in your heart. Because if you don't understand this, you're just going to assume that because you feel strongly about something, it's got to be truth. That's not true. As a matter of fact, all of us, all of us have held things or hold things strongly that are not true. We have to go to the Word of God. Because I find that in my journey over and over and over. God keeps revealing more things. I'm like, ah, but God, this just doesn't make sense. But son, (laughs) read my word. Trust in me. All right. Galatians 2.11 says this. But when Peter came to Antioch, I, this is Paul talking, had to oppose him to his face. For what he did was very wrong. When he first arrived, he ate with the Gentile believers who were not circumcised. But afterward, when some friends of James came, Peter wouldn't eat with the Gentiles anymore. He was afraid of criticism from these people who insisted on the necessity of circumcision. As a result, Other Jewish believers followed Peter's hypocrisy, and even Barnabas was led astray by their hypocrisy. When I saw that they were not following the truth of the gospel message, I said to Peter in front of all the others, since you, a Jew by birth, have discarded the Jewish laws and are living like a Gentile, why are you now trying to make these Gentiles follow the Jewish traditions? "'You and I are Jews by birth, not sinners like the Gentiles, "'yet we know that a person is made right with God "'by faith in Jesus Christ, not by obeying the law. "'And we have believed in Christ Jesus "'so that we might be made right with God "'because of our faith in Christ, "'not because we have obeyed the law. "'For no one will ever be made right with God "'by obeying the law.'" Now, when you read something about circumcision, maybe it doesn't impact you at all, because you're like, who cares? Because in our culture, who cares? But in this culture, it was everything. And in our culture right now, we have things, okay? We have stuff that we're holding on to that don't line up with the Word of God. And what you need to understand is, is that the power of culture to pull you into something, because when you go to work, it's what the people are talking about. And When you're at home, it's what the people are talking about. And when you flip on, you know, some news program or something, it's what the people are talking about. And, and it's just, it's so easy just to go with that. And, and we want to agree with people, right? Who likes to be in constant conflict? I don't. I get tired of it. I get tired of constant conflict. I just want to be for a while. So what do you do with that? Well, what happens is it's easy just to go along with people. That's what happened to Peter. Peter knows the circumcision no longer means anything. But he's got his old buddies coming back. And they're looking at him like, what are you doing over there with those people? Oh, uh, 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 I don't know. And and, and after all, God had called Peter to minister to the Jewish people. He wasn't really called to the Gentiles. So he should try to build inroads and, you know, try to relate to them. There's all kinds of justifications that he can come up with. But the reality is this. This is where Paul goes to in this. The reality is, is that this is a door. This is a door that if you walk through it, you're rejecting the grace of Christ. And ultimately, where it leads is that Paul says, You will be severed from Christ. Peter, the apostle, the the one who has uh, sworn an oath to Jesus, I will feed your sheep, okay? I'm going to give my life to you. He is now leading people down a road that leads to destruction. How does that happen? the power of the people around us. We use the word culture, okay? But, rea- but the reality is it comes down to it's what everybody around us is saying. The majority of the people around us are saying because we get tired of the conflict. So what are things that, that we deal with in this church culture? Hope you brought your steel-toed boots or whatever because we're going to get into some stuff this morning and we're going to go to the Word of God. One scripture I want to go to is Isaiah 49.1. It says this. This is Isaiah talking. I'm going to start in the second half of verse 1. It says, The Lord called me before my birth. From within the womb, He called me by name. According to the word of God, how does God view a child in the womb? Well, according to this, he called him by name. He didn't call to his mother, he called him. He saw him as his own person. He put a calling on him while he's still in the womb. That's how God views but that's hard because oh, we got all this pressure around us saying, that's wrong, that's wrong. Well, we got to make a choice. Do we put God's word on the throne? Put God on the throne by listening to his word? Or do we have our own thoughts? I mentioned this one a while back. I'm going to go back there again. 1 Corinthians 6.9. Don't you realize that those who do wrong will not inherit the kingdom of God? Don't fool yourselves. Those who indulge in sexual sin, worship idols, commit adultery, or are male prostitutes or practice homosexuality, or are thieves, greedy people, drunkards, abusive, cheap people, none of these will inherit the kingdom of God. We have this false idea that God's grace will cover even when we don't repent and we just keep going. And it's not true. You know, we, we have people around us that are proclaiming the gospel and then they're openly living sexual immorality, in sexual immorality, homosexuality. The word says they're not going to inherit the kingdom of God. And that's hard because we have people that we genuinely love that they're, just, they're, for, they're going ahead with this life and, and God's not called us to be mean to them. God's called us to love on Him. But at the same time, we've got to speak truth. And we do it in love. And it gets hard because we get tired of the conflict and we just want to, you know, we just want to hug everybody, right? But the result is, is that it leads to destruction. So we got to choose. Are we going to make God the Lord or our culture, our own thoughts, very beginning um, Genesis chapter 1 verse 27. God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God he created them. Male and female he created them. God has made two sexes that's it and he decides which you are. That's it. It doesn't matter what the culture around us says and again it, it, it can sometimes, because I'm sure this is what Peter was going through, it can feel loving to kind of just be quiet and just kind of go along. Again, we're not called to be mean and jerks, but we are called to simply speak truth. But it's easy as, as, as the culture around us says, you know, if you, if you are loving, then be tolerant. We've got to speak truth. This is truth. That's what God declares. Another scripture I want to share. um, 1 Corinthians 11.3 Like if I just read this scripture and didn't say anything else there'd be a lot of people mad at me. Just from reading this scripture. I am so glad that you always keep me in your thoughts. You're following the teachings I passed on to you. Verse 3 says this. But there's one thing I want you to know. The head of every man is Christ. The head of woman is man. And the head of Christ is God. Oh. Now, we are all created equal in the sense that we equally inherit the kingdom of God. But you know what? We were learning in Sunday school this morning that we have different roles. God's given us different roles. He decides where we live. He decides what our role is. And we have to decide, am I going to accept the role that God calls me to, whether it's my sex or whatever, or am I going to say, God, I'm making my own way. Well, at that point, you dethrone God and you enthrone culture and yourself. And you have to make a choice. No, I'm not. uh, Scripture says that a husband is to lay down his life for his wife. To serve. That means I am to make my life serving my wife. Because we, we think headship is telling people what to do for us. No, that's not headship in Scripture. It's the opposite. Jesus came as a servant. That's what headship is. Headship is serving more than anybody else around you. But our culture says, oh, you got to fight for your rights. Well, when I start fighting for my rights, whatever they are, I no longer look to God. I look to myself and I make myself God. And the result is I open the door for destruction. No matter what culture you live in, there are going to be battles. There's no place that you can go. You know, sometimes we think, oh, I'd like to, you know, move to this place or move to this place because they think the more, more like the way I think. <laughs> I'm telling you, I've lived in numerous places, I've visited numerous cultures. Wherever you go, there is going to be battles because there is no culture alive. Hear this there is no culture alive that follows the Word of God exclusively. We all have things that we call the Word of God. And and that's the problem. You know, many times when we're reading the Bible, we read it through the lens of the things that we were taught as young kids. And one of the hardest things that I find as I read the Word, I think I'm getting a little better at it, better than I was, but is to take off the lens and read the Word for what it actually says. I find that so many times I go in with these thoughts of what people told me the word says. And then when I read something that's the opposite, I'm like, oh, I must not understand the historical context of this scripture because there's no way that it means what it just said. Baloney. You need to read the word for what it says. And allow that to be truth. And if you... Because sometimes I don't understand it. I'm like, God, I don't get this. That's where faith comes in and I've got to say, Lord, I'm not going to lean on my own understanding here. Even though I don't understand this, I don't understand how it makes sense, I'm going to declare you God and I'm going to move forward in that direction. But the only way that happens is to continually read the Word. If you're just listening to me, you're in trouble. Because you're getting a slant. Because when I read the Word, I read it with a slant. We all do. And I constantly pray for the Holy Spirit to remove it, and He removes more and more, but it's always there. Because you are hearing things somewhat through the culture that I was raised in. And the way to get past it is to constantly read the Word. Just read the Word. And, and I've mentioned this before, okay? It's okay to sometimes look at what other people say about a scripture, but don't think that that's the Word of God, okay? When you're reading your Word, don't jump down to the you know, little notes down here that the commentator wrote and go, oh, that's what that means. I, I mean, more and more, I'm finding it's wrong and it drives me batty. Just read the Word. Read it over and over, take it for what it says. You can understand it. And ask the Lord to reveal things to you. What are beliefs that I have that have just come out of my culture and they're not really you, God? Because it's holding you back. It's holding you back from the life that God intends for you to live. You know, one of the things that God keeps showing to me, we were reading about slaves in uh, Sunday school. And Paul wasn't saying, rebel, fight for your rights. He was saying, honor your masters and work for them as you work for the Lord. And I'm like, oh, if I was in that situation, I can't imagine it. I would fight to the death. I will not be mastered by anyone. But I find that that attitude pulls me away from the Lord and it actually leads me to destruction. And I find more and more freedom the more I let that go. The more I let that go. And I'm finding more truth and more peace. But it goes against everything within me. I share that because you have similar things. There are similar things in you that you're just like, Ugh, this can't be right. But if the Word of God says it, we've got to trust Him. Lord, again, thank you for your word. Thank you for Holy Spirit that is able to teach us.